0: Welcome to Across the Bifrost, the Mighty Thor podcast, where each and every week we explore the world of Marvel's Mighty Thor. Today, we are doing part two of our Jason Aaron Thor run retrospective, where we are looking at the second component of the gore, the God Butcher story, God Bomb. And for that story, I am joined again by Brandon and Curtis. Guys, reintroduce yourselves to the audience and uh, tell them what you've been up to.
1: Hey, all right, I'll go first. (laughs) Curtis and I are just like (laughs) trying to be polite. Um, Hi. No, uh... you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, please. From uh,
1: Apollo City Comics. And, you know, we were here last week. Um, We've been here before and Ryan's been on our show. So, uh, hello. Thank you for having me back for God Bomb.
2: I'm hyped. You're always welcome Brandon and uh, my name is Curtis Spears I'm from the smart foundation wrestling podcast and the throw and dice gaming pa- uh, podcast and um, man I love me some uh, Jason Aaron Thor comics and I'm excited to get to this one because it's uh, it felt like only of course half and half a story last time even though it was a full yeah. arc but I'm ready I'm ready for this
0: so like, like Curtis just referenced uh, this really is a continuation of last episode. So if you have not listened to part one of our Jason Aaron retrospective, please go back and listen to that one. And that we touch uh, the entire first five uh, issues of the Gore story. Today, we pick up on issue six of Thor God of Thunder where we get Gore the God Butcher's origin story. Or as they said in the comics, his Gorigen story. Whoa. This this issue, I know the guys. The guys are primed to talk about this issue because this issue makes everything else make so much sense. Yep. This sixth issue of Jason Aaron's Thor, it really does. It doesn't feature Thor at all the there's only one as guardian that's featured in this and it's not Thor. So we are going to jump into this issue and then issues seven through 11 are really the bulk of the God bomb story. And we'll dig into that and what that has, uh, what that has to show us about Thor and Gore's relationship and then how that conflict concludes. So guys, issue six of Thor God of Thunder is like I said, the origin story of Gore, this new villain, and we learn so much about him. What were your impressions of this issue? And, I mean, man, there's so much in here. So I feel like, like wherever you guys feel like we need to start, let's start. Yo, where where you're start where with this cover, yeah. dude? Oh issue six's cover
1: covers, is like I've been staring at it. Since you opened it up. It's one of my favorite covers of this. I I don't know. This run might have some of the mightiest Thor covers ever. Like. i couldn't agree more that is epic i mean that's that's my intro (laughs) just stare at that for five minutes
0: we'll put this up on social media uh when when this episode comes out but it's thor it's gore trying to lift thor's hammer and uh i mean it's another assad ribbit cover uh actually yes it's an assad ribbit cover but the interior art is done by, by a different artist the cover though is just so good. It's, I mean,
1: just the threat behind that gore. We already know yeah. how, you know, intense he is. And then holding Milnor, like, it looks like he's ready to pick it up and strike like full confidence.
0: Like he isn't going to trip
2: over that, you know?
0: No, um, no, not at all. They need to do this in the movie, by the way. <laughs> this yes. happen.
2: Absolutely. Oh, I could just imagine that the, the, this, this issue itself is probably one of my favorite single issue stories in all of comics there's there i would put this up there like with um uh the coyote gospel of the original grant morrison animal man run that's my yeah that's my favorite single issue of any comic ever i would put this close to
1: that i respect you so much more the more we talk (laughs) (laughs) like oh flex, um, dude yeah this Um, we talked about (laughs) this issue so much like last episode it's going to be hard not to repeat ourselves but we'll try not to but I agree. Like, this is one of the issues that I read. I read a fuck ton of comics. You know what I mean? Like, I read, like, six to eight issues a day, minimum, typically, you know? Um, Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I have, a, I have a lot of stuff to get through. But... It, yeah, like a part-time job. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be sick. But this is, like, one of those issues that... For an issue to really stand out to me and, like, be encapsulated in my memory forever, like, certain panels and... The events that happen, it takes a lot, and I've read this issue. I mean, I've read it now three times, but I remember since I first read it, it just stuck with me. Gore's origin is just so damn good, and it goes back to the whole questioning God and religion aspect, and that's just really in your face. Like, let me make it as clear as possible why this dude feels this way. Like, and this is just one of those issues where we're like, we have a character. Now let's just like tear his life apart Ooh, and then, yes you know once we get to some of the interiors i don't know how far you want to go but there's like a great sandman inspired image that i'll point out and i just i, I that made me love it too
2: so,
0: i've, I've yeah. got a
1: favorite
2: panel that
0: i'll point out too when we get to it okay well and and so the guys have alluded to a lot of these pieces let me give you the let me give you the eagle eye view of what issue six contributes to the larger God Butcher, God Bomb, and really Jason Aaron's Thor. Because a lot of the, like we talked about last episode, a lot of the themes from God Butcher are themes of not only this story, but Jason Aaron's writing. Uh, nothing nothing is above being questioned. Nothing is above reproach. And Gore definitely gets to the heart of that where we jump into the issue and uh initially the I don't know if you guys thought this but the interior art is so different from Assad Rivik, uh that I was like oh am I am I reading the right thing but I get it like Assad was probably working on the next half of the story while this little one shot happened so and it makes you like realize this takes place in a different
1: time too I think that's another big big way to recognize it because if it would have been Assad doing it um you would have kind of felt like okay we're continuing the story but having the artist switch, you're just like oh we're this is this is different we're somewhere else and i don't think i would have noticed that until you pointed it out right now
0: yeah the the first like six pages are us seeing how gore's life has fallen apart from the beginning it, it wasn't really
2: somewhere to fall apart from, really. I mean, like they, they started at the beginning of the thing. He's like, oh, we're running out of
0: sludge to eat off the floor. So- <laughs> he, he 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 grows up on this planet um, and they say it's a planet without name. So basically the planet doesn't matter. Um, it's like a Tatooine style desert planet. And Gore's mother is torn apart by animal, by wild animals by sand tigers which is jason does a great job of just like throwing in like space sharks and sand tigers and this reminds me
1: stuff. of like uh some, like john carpenter of mars like classic pulp yeah. <laughs> yes ability. yes
0: some uh, i believe that's edgar rice Burroughs. yeah uh, yeah that's the dumbest flex i could have possibly thrown in there <laughs> um <laughs> but uh he, his mom is torn apart by these animals and then his wife, who is pregnant at the time, she they're in their like home, their cave, and the cave just falls apart off the side of a cliff. So his mom has died, his wife has died, and then later on in life, his son dies. And so Gore has had nothing to thank the gods for up until this point. And at, he, he, find, he finds his own breaking point where he, according to the other tribesmen, he commits blasphemy against the gods and they're ready to stone him, to kill him. Uh, Cause they, they're afraid that he's going to bring damnation on all of them for his non-belief. And uh, Gore doesn't care at this point. He's got nothing to live for because the gods have never blessed him. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of this fight, they leave him for dead. And then uh, he, he goes throughout with the planet kind of cursing the gods. And then, he meets a few gods before because we right go on,
2: Yeah, local man too angry to die. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. man
0: too angry to die. <laughs>
1: um, it's kind of crazy because, like, as extreme as this all is, when you look at history, when you look at you know modern history, this isn't really that extreme of a thing. Like, this yeah. is literally like people have lived lives equivalent to this and have been part of religion. You know, there's some parts of the country where religion is like it's different everywhere here. Yeah. It's very relaxed and chilled, but there's parts even in America where religion is like, Hey, if you do this, like we're, that's it. That's it. You're fucked. Like we're going to like, nobody wants <laughs> you around, you know, and come to Nebraska guys.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Wait, don't you uh, live in Texas? Oh my God.
1: Oh, I live on, <laughs> I, I live on a uh, Western Texas, the very tip of nothing. Uh, I'm far away okay. from all the Republicans, <laughs> but <laughs> this is one of the most liberal cities probably. Um, uh, fortunate for that, but I'm moving up to Virginia soon, so. Oh, what? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll we'll talk about that <laughs> we'll later. Talk about that later. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it's just one of those things that it just seems so extreme when you're reading it, and you're like, my God, like this could, how could they do? But this happens all the time. Yeah. Um, I have a friend that you know she came out as you know uh, as being gay, and her family just straight up shunned her. And yep. stuff like that, like this being exiled because it doesn't, uh, you know, whatever you're thinking or doing, uh, because it doesn't align with your religion, they still, this still happens. And it's sad. And it's crazy that even in a comic book, the thing about stories, you know, we never learn our lessons. That's why these stories continue to be repeated all the time, because we never learn. And this is just another prime, perfect example. And it's kind of, it's kind of cool. It makes you relate to a lot of stuff, uh, even in an alien world.
0: Yeah an alien world that feels like it's right next door yeah
1: yeah (laughs) yeah but exactly i I think my panel i'm talking about is coming up uh once we switch over from this faboom there we go so
0: what what brandon is referring to and then i'll let brandon wax poetic about this curtis was this favorite your favorite panel as well no
2: nope. mine's coming up directly after this nice so
0: uh when gore is walking through the desert he just wants to die he just wants to feel the 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 sweet release of death and these two gods who are in this you know conflict fall to the fall to the planet and he sees them fighting and i'm sure brandon will hit on this but we get a very significant first appearance in this panel um but brandon what stuck out to you about this panel specifically dude it's crazy because like Of
1: course, the plans that that were not laid out that this is Noel, This is the start of Noel. That was never said. These are two unknown gods. Um, Unknown, yes. And this is, I I feel like, you know, Noel's body, the black suit. uh, Dude, it looks very much like, I don't know if you guys have read Sandman or how far have you gone into it. But when you look at like what his helmet is made out of his helm, um, it kind of has that same kind of vibe and feel. So I feel like this could even connect more like i i got inspiration from sandman from this outfit basically is what i'm saying um and then you look at the yeah. other guy's outfit and they haven't defined him as anyone yet i don't know if you guys have heard because this is another god it's been named it's a god this yeah. is the god of light versus the god god of blackness um i don't know if they've done anything with these characters since then other than no
0: yeah i i don't i don't know about the 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 god of light um, um but obviously, Null, for those of you that might be unfamiliar, Null is the god of the symbiotes. He, yep. is, he is the reason that uh, Venom is what he is. He's the originator of Carnage and all, all of the, the symbiote characters of the Marvel Universe. And uh, if y- you want to learn more about Null, either read Donny Cates' Venom uh, volume, or you could read Donny Cates' The King in Black. And this is the first appearance of that character, which, like Brandon said, has been kind of retro continuity, like that this was his first appearance. Obviously, we don't know this is null at this point because uh, he wasn't he wasn't named yet. I got Sauron vibes from Lord of the Rings because oh, I've yeah. read Sand man but for those of you that have watched lord of the rings guy also looks a lot like sauron um but
1: i was thinking too i don't know if you guys know about this character too much but michael moorcock's elric of melinborn um oh okay dude yeah, yeah that when you look at images of elric and then you look at Noel, you could tell that was like direct i don't know i feel like it was a direct you know influence
2: i i kind of feel like the other god the god of light the the golden god here looks yeah. a little bit like something out of a jack kirby hmm uh you see he has oh, got yeah. like he's got like those those long sweeping uh lines and things like that so it could tie back to like a uh eternal's thing or or um <laughs> something like that I totally agree with that and it's funny cuz his helmet too uh in
1: what's his name Nimrod in X Yeah,
2: Nimrod. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, that's that design kind of reminds me of that right there too. So I dude, it'd be crazy to see where they go if they carry on this characters. Um, yeah. Story.
0: I was also getting like a like a one-faced living tribunal vibe. Um, just because he's made of gold and he's very shiny. Um That's very true. but you know what's great about comics is when you talk about it with friends, you come away with such like, oh, did you pick up on this? No, I didn't. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad you picked up on it and shared it with me. Mm-hmm.
2: I love, I love that they're, they're completely stuck in like the killing blows. So like yeah,
0: the, right. the golden
2: God is stabbing Null right in the, in the face, in the throat. And the Null is stabbing the golden God through the heart. It's kind of like that um, uh, Superman and doomsday, like landing their final God. blows on yeah. each other yeah. right before they both die. It's a very cool panel.
1: That's one of Curtis, my favorite then, comic
2: panels ever. You're totally right. Yeah.
0: You said your favorite panel is cool. on the next page, Curtis?
2: Uh, yes. Yes, it is actually. Um, So yeah, the the golden God looks up at, at Gore and he says, help me. And you see, you see Gore and he's thinking he's help, help you. And then the next is just help you. And it's, it's very like the rage that they put into this one panel of Gore. He's just so over it. He's, you know, like you need me to help you after I've been begging for my entire life for a drop of water you need yeah. me to help you not die. And the, the rage, the anger, the absolute just vitriol that comes through in this panel is beautiful. It's, it's a, a, yeah. a single panel that just, that is the character right there.
0: It, yeah, oh, I you know what? I love how you summarize that because it shows his, com- his complete and utter contempt for even the idea of helping a god do anything, yeah, uh, yeah, and um, yes, yeah, fantastic, fantastic observation there. The, the we're introduced to one other thing um, in this in this issue, and it's how Gore became powerful. It's how he was bonded with the All Black, or uh, what we would come to know uh, someday as the Necro Sword, uh, which is Null's main power source. Um, the inter- the introduction of the all black here guys um it gives him his power and also on one of the last panels he he flies off in this like winged batman suit (laughs) yeah i just like these last few panels of him you know killing the light god and and the necro sorta do you guys have any takeaways from from that as we kind of get through the the sixth origin issue uh, that still just
2: looks like Jack Kirby stuff to me. I, I yeah. don't know, man, like, it's it's very silly, but I, I I dig it. I'm kind of glad that they went with a more um, biomechanical or, or natural look than something like this. If this guy showed up on the cover of a Thor, I wouldn't take him as seriously as I do Gore the God Butcher. There you go. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um,
1: yeah, I don't we're not like we said from the beginning we weren't in this for like a sci-fi story we're in this for like a mythological like you know yeah norse god story and this would have been this is an an interesting thing because i guess it's kind of carrying away whatever the other god you know had it's definitely like reduced the technicality behind the outfit and it seems to be a bit more savage towards what gore would be later on you know so it's yeah. weird how it's like the symbiote you could already see how it's adapting and changing and pulling from its predecessor into what's taken over yeah i mean tr-
0: truthfully uh, we'll put this up on our social media if that guy showed up and in- curtis was so right like they-, they went with a great design and um definitely glad they stayed away from the more mechanical yeah. um iron man suit version of what the character could have been yeah. The the end of the origin issue, um, Gore is having a conversation with of all people, of all Asgardians, Volstagg, and this is a young Volstagg, so he's not he's not voluminous yet. It
1: threw me off um, at first. I had to Google it. I was like, "Is this yeah.
0: am I wrong?
2: Do I not know who this is?"
0: And, and Gore ends up crucifying him. Yeah, like,
2: metal. Oh my god! Like
0: the last panel of issue six is Volstagg being crucified, <laughs> and it's it's intense like Mm -hmm. it is uncomfortably uh detailed we'll put it that way um it's gnarly and and you can see in the background of this panel he's crucified other people yeah um i mean we've been talking about how this story is metal this is it's intense it's funny Um, because
1: they're all crucified in different ways too like the way they're hanging it's not the same kind of cross. it's not the same positions like they're all being tortured differently
0: yeah, and is that a, is
2: that a member of his own race? Um, down by Volstagg's ankle, there on the, the on the left hand side.
0: Possibly, yeah. It looks
1: like it.
2: I mean, I, tell. Uh, I mean, it looks like it's got the same sort of like tentacles hanging off of his head or something. I, I don't know. I'd have to get a, a full page and actually like look a little bit closer. But
0: I think the the, the main takeaway for that one is, uh, Gore does not care. Yeah. yeah, Gore does definitely does not care.
2: Oh, this um, is. This is also uh, where we get to see that Gore has brought back his son.
0: Yes,
1: and he has yes. a, like Dune Emperor outfit now. His, yeah, like that that like hood and a cloak type of thing he had going yeah. on is now like fully robed, and it's he kind of has like a I don't know the shoulder pad things going on like Ace Freely and it's just <laughs>
0: <laughs> now the so issue six concludes, and then the next five issues and I, I i know that that's it's a lot to say like and over the next five issues all of this happens the the main point we get to is gore is trying is going to detonate this bomb which will rid the universe the multiverse ever since the elder gods because he has the heart of the elder god in inside the bomb it's going to rid the universe of gods and all three Thors they converge on Gore's planet and they start to fight back. We're introduced to the granddaughters of Thor. They are awesome. Uh, one of them thinks about making out with their grandfather. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, she's like, "I'm I'm really glad I did not <laughs> close the deal on that." Um, but we we come to this this point where young Thor has been working. He's almost been part of building the god bomb. King Thor and present day Thor, they arrive and they're ready to go to war. They have some great interactions where present Thor, the way he gets ready for battle is he just drinks copious amounts of ale and mead. Um that feels that feels like it might be right up Curtis's alley. <laughs> it's like I, yes. I don't drink. I don't drink at you all. You don't? No, I, I was so disappointed there. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, that's
1: all right. Dear, that's man. It's the Viking look you got going on. That's,
0: <laughs> that's why I was like, you get you give off the, look, the Viking. Popeye
2: look more like Popeye the Sailor Man than anything. Uh no, no, yeah. The, the way that they prepare for battle, when they finally you get to see all three of the Thor's ready to go. Um, and you, you know, you the the way that the battle starts is absolutely fantastic, where Thor is just like okay everybody let's plan and they start planning and he just goes Leroy Jenkins
0: <laughs> oh, yes it. he goes full Leroy Jenkins <laughs> that's oh it's so such a perfect description nothing
2: he's he's like all right you guys you guys go do your thing I'm gonna run Leroy. over here by
0: oh the, the uh I don't from for me guys one of the moments that I could not get out of my mind as I was reading this is, uh, this one, this page from number ten, is when Thor grabs both hammers.
1: Oh yeah, yes.
0: And he's ready to wreck shop. Yeah, like they, they've been fighting in space, and all of the Thors have found their own different way to try and get get at Gore. They're not really working as a team. They're kind of still doing their own thing, and then Thor grabs both hammers, and. Things go, things go next level because he, he, there's this, there's this panel where gore's kind of the the all black and the, the, the wiry and the withering like blackness, it explodes all over this, this moon. And then Thor just decimates the entire thing. (laughs) I mean, like Asad Ribbick, take my money, man. Like we get it. You're good. Uh, Uh... That, I mean, as, as we come to this concluding book, I wanted to know what were your thoughts of, of the finale? Cause this is where our whole God butcher God bomb story conclude. Um, and the last issue is just an action packed. Just it's, it's nonstop. It's nonstop.
2: Some of the splash pages in this final issue that you see uh, like page uh, seven, I believe it is with uh, yeah with um Thor's got both the hammers and like the all blacks fighting back against him and you see like it's the power is just like coursing through him and tearing him apart at the same time and like that is gnarly there's one a couple couple pages after that that's also um quite a cool yeah cool visual where it's uh, like it's (laughs) Thor with the all black and two hammers and yeah it's it's still that sort of um sketched black art style that we were talking about in the last episode yep. yeah and um that is gnarly it's it's absolutely crazy cuz you've got like you don't see his hands you just see a like a black hand wrapped around the, the the handle of Mjolnir and uh there's crackling energy everywhere and you see like the helmet the winged helmet the thor helmet and just black eyes underneath yeah,
1: it is it's one of my Not favorite images for, yeah it's that's an album cover right there if there oh, was God, any of this issue like yeah that's you know it's crazy like because it's rare for i don't know i feel like it's kind of rare for any comic book to have both the protagonist and antagonist have like an epic finale towards the end someone's yeah. gonna take a back seat. um but then you look at gore and his whole troubled thing that's going on with him right now like this dude you know like you were saying, he brought all these gods together. He's ready to kill them all, and he hasn't realized that he's become a god himself with all this power that he's wielding. And it's being pointed out to him by his son, by his his wife. He kills his wife because of what she was envisioning, and you yeah. like she she just wanted him to stop, and she just wanted him to like complete this so that she could have him back, and everything can kind of be you know live their lives again. And and that's what they
2: say in an uh, in episode, in episode, in issue six, specifically mm-hmm. that she is a very religious person and she's willing to just follow whatever religion they have. So when she sees what he's doing, she's like, oh, this is my new religion. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's at first, he's like, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And after a while, it's just like, well, you, you know, you're, you are. And you have yeah. to deal with that and you have to kill your own family now because, you know, you- He
1: won't face what he truly is inside. Oh, and he's scared so of himself. Bad. And he's he's so scared of what he's become and that he won't face his own reality. And again, we're talking about character arcs and like, you know, life lessons, how it reflects and whatnot. That's a great thing is like, when you ignore who you are, look how like much that darkness and that evil kind of grows inside of you. And to the point where we find out you know his son sees the mother get killed uh and he is now kind of angry and realizing his his father is a god he's always kind of known that and he goes over to thor helps thor out and then we realize that his family wasn't even real it was yeah. just part of him it was he just created them because he was so lonely and that's what he wanted back and again the fact that you could bring your family back from death real or not that's godlike powers and yeah oh dude his whole story is just tragic and so filled with anger and hate and it never stops it never stops there's no redemption for this character none and the line
0: that i'm sorry i cut you off no (laughs) no
1: but that was it yeah
0: the line that his son the the man the the uh, uh, manifestation of his son says back to him. This is essentially Gore talking to himself, and, which yeah. I, I think is insanely meta and kind of crazy. But his, the manifestation of his son says, "Was it a god who killed my mother, or was it you, or are the two one and the same now, Father? Behold, Gore, God of Hypocrisy." Yes. Mm. So. I feel like not to trivialize the action of this, of this arc, but Thor finds a way to stop the bomb from detonating. He, he, he finds a way to save all of God's, all of God's through all of time. And, and that part of the conflict concludes, but really this is a story about gore. Yeah. This is a story about the tragedy of, of gore and what happened to him and what he became and really how he ended So I just want to, I just want to kind of throw it open here at the end of Gore's story. Um, What is it that, what is it that we, we learn from Gore? Like, what is it about him as a character that makes him truly compelling? Uh, Unbridled
2: hate will make you, uh, it'll turn you into something that you don't want to be. That's, that's, that's all it really, that's all it really comes down to, in my opinion, is that If, if you give into your hate, you'll become something that you don't want to be, you'll become something that is irredeemable. You know, you'll, you'll become like for, for him, that unbridled hate turned him into what he hated most. And that's the easiest way to put it is if you live your life with nothing but hate, you'll just become something that can't be saved. You'll become something that can't be redeemed. You'll become something that can't be excused. You'll become something that has no place. And that's, uh, you know, in in his view or anyone else's view, because they can't they can't let him live at this point. He's I mean, you you look at his his plan, the God bomb. We haven't really gone into it. The God bomb itself is a bomb that will explode at all points in time, killing every God that's ever existed. Now, that's that's not just to say that it's going to kill this God here and that God here. It will kill every God that exists at every point in time like you can't even, so you'll die every second of your entire life and when you're a god that's a long time. So like th- this is this is genocide on a scale unimaginable. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's so and, it's... and so that that genocide that he that he's trying to to bring on has, you know it it is a godlike power like you said. So the fact that he is so he's so angry and he's so irredeemable that he—he's—he—he was—he was, he was a, a a good man, and he had a family, and now he's something that can't even be allowed to live. You know, they, there's no redeeming Gore. They couldn't—they couldn't take Gore to the, you know, um, strip him of the all black and say, okay, now you know, like the end of uh, Infinity War, where Thanos wants to just sit on his. Uh, on his porch and raise crops there's that no that's not going to happen you
0: know
2: if you if you give into that hate you are just irredeemable
0: yeah there's so much there Curtis jeez
2: I I hope that it came through I was kind of rambling there at the end but no the, the the point is like yeah that that amount of hate is I mean it's something we've only seen we've only seen very few like it in in uh, our history you know uh, as as humans we we haven't seen people that have that amount of hate very often and when they do they're always irredeemable no yep. one's interested in redeeming people like well, you know hitler or something like that you yeah, know so like exactly um the, the the thing that it's turned gore into is he's a shell of himself when once he doesn't have the all black he's wandering around he's he's a you know he, he's a, a skeleton Basically, he's there to be murdered at this point. All all the time, all the the power has been stripped from him. He's he realized what he's become. He's lost even the 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 vaguest idea of a family that he had, the the one that he made for himself. Which you said like that is part of him. So like that part of himself, he always knew at some point this is what he was. He could have he could have at any point with the all black just made a new family, moved off to a new, uh, a new world. And that would have been it, but no, he went, he went down the wrong path and he always knew that he was going down the wrong path. And that's why his, his family was there, you know, telling him, Oh, uh, by the way, what you're doing is wrong. And he just kept ignoring it and kept ignoring it and kept on his, on, uh, on his way to the point where he was too far down, too far gone. You know, it's, it's so, so tragic.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a magnitude of just like great emotional feats that, man, if you look at, I mean, we all know people like it, but it's just, it's crazy seeing that in a comic and how, you know, we, we really don't get those irredeemable characters very often. Like, you know, Joker, like there's a handful that are just kind of like that in comic books that you're just like, oh, you're never going to have like a good, but they even try to redeem Joker, like in Whitest Night and whatnot. You know what I mean? Like there's like hints of that. But this is just one of those hate-fueled characters. And uh, for me, it was like arc one, You know, the first volume was very much focused on that anger and what that does to you, that drive and that corruption at that point. And then God Bomb for me was just like denying who you are and not accepting yourself and facing the the truth of who you are and where that like leads you to because it's built up from that first arc and now you're in complete denial and it's going to destroy you. It's literally going to destroy you. And if you don't face it, it's, it's those, you know, dark haunted feelings that you, you know, what's inside, but you've chosen to like, take that, you've pushed it so far out of you that it's now another being (laughs) like, it's, it's not even, it it is part of you, but it's now just like exterior at this point. Like, it's not, it's not really, you're trying to get rid of it and ignore it as much as possible, but. I don't know. It's going to be interesting seeing how they translate this into a film too. I don't know how they're going to hmm. capture all of Gore's essence and his capabilities while introducing Jane Foster and that yeah. transition. And <laughs> another that.
2: another thing about that is is are they going to be able to to do this character justice with the um the silliness of a Taika Waititi movie, like Taika yeah. Waititi movies are yeah. like, like he's. This is such a dark story and such an an angry, like vitriolic story, like the lightness of a Taika Waititi movie. Like, is it going to be able to capture that proper? Like, I have no, no doubt in my mind that Christian Bale can reach that level. Uh, Is the and I, I love Taika Waititi. Um, Like Jojo Rabbit was a fantastic movie. What We Do in the Shadows is great. But like, does he have the depth to, to handle that? I'm really interested to find out.
1: Yeah, I I it's one of those it's the first thought thing where it's just like I think about his past filmography and his um all that and you're just like how can he pull it off? But then you think about character you know, people like Jordan peele who was a huge comedian and then brought out like the most insane horror movies we've seen in yep. a while. And I think that Taika also respects the comics a lot. I yeah, I'm not gonna lie, like Uh, I didn't really enjoy Thor Ragnarok because it was stuffed with the Marvel comedy bits that they just Marvel forces into their movies now. But it was the most Jack Kirby film we've ever seen. It was the only film where Kirby has gotten any respect in terms of design and whatnot. And that's what I loved about uh, Thor Ragnarok. So I feel... That if he's going down this path and he's choosing these characters, uh, he knows he needs to pay the proper respects. And he's a big comic book person. I mean, he was going to do Akira. He's doing the Ink Gal. And I think he understands the the demand that comic book fans want yeah. and the respect to these characters. Because I still feel like he does Thor and all of the characters very well in the Thor Ragnarok. It's just, you know, there's aspects of it I don't like. yeah. But, It's going to be a trip to see that contrast. And if there's no contrast, that's going to be disappointing. Like if he doesn't deliver in that sense where we're getting, where we're scared of gore, then it's not right. But I figured it
2: was scary enough. Gore is a, he's a slasher movie villain. He's a shark. He's, you know, he's something completely different. We haven't seen anything like him in any Marvel movie. No. Like he is, he is an uncaring, uh, you know, monster you, you know, you've got Thanos and Thanos is like, he's, he's a, a bad guy who people, you know, sometimes they say, oh, Thanos was right. We kind of agree with him. And like, no one agrees with Gore. Gore yeah. doesn't let you agree with him. There's, right. there's nothing redeemable about him. He's, he wants you to disagree
0: with him actually. Yeah. <laughs> he kill he, you.
2: <laughs> he's a, you know, like he's, he's Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees, you know? Uh, but instead of a uh, instead of you know teens on a on a beach in a in a you know campground, he's going after gods. You know he he messes with them and then murders them, and like that is some dark stuff that like we haven't seen that in a Marvel movie yet. And I'm I'm it's gonna be wild, bro. It's gonna be so wild. It's he's that
1: <laughs> dark thought in the back of your head that you never want to approach. Like you you've thought about it for a second, but you're like, no, that's that's insane, no. But yeah. that's all gore. <laughs> all those terrible, horrible ideas.
0: The, I think the the juxtaposition between him and Thanos is one that most people can wrap their heads on it. And I would encourage you if you've seen the Avengers movies and and you you you're, maybe you're one of those people that's like, oh, what? <laughs> maybe maybe part of what Thanos is saying is is maybe even on a philosophical level, maybe it's at least worth entertaining. Think of it this way: Thanos is a crazy dictator yeah who didn't like he's doing something on a on a, a wide scale for this somewhat righteously come upon reason gore is not thanos gore is a psychotic serial killer yeah with with no care for like half of the universe could have been blipped away and gore had been like good let's do it again and again and again again, that that killed half
2: the gods let's keep going yeah yeah
0: Yeah. so also i think um transitioning out of uh, of the comic side of this and and like the guys were saying into the movie adaptation here's one thing that (sighs) i don't want to sound like one of those people that's like if they don't do this then it's not worth seeing but think about gore as a character this movie has to have pain in it yeah, it ha- has to. It has to have hatred. It has to have anger because Gore is a character that he's the 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 adage of he is he is lonely, cast away at sea, and he's drinking salt water hatred to quench his thirst. And it just makes him more hate filled. It just makes him more angry. There is an inherent core principle there that for Gore to exist in this movie, there must be hatred. There must be pain. There must be anger. There must be a ferocity that thor has not faced yet like loki is a different villain because loki and thor are brothers there's a there's a love hate there with gore there is no love there's only hate Mm -hmm. so i mean brandon and curtis hit this nail on the head i have zero zero doubt that christian bale can pull this off i've seen some of his movies like american psycho the machinist (laughs) Um, the fighter like the guy is going to give it his all and he's going to make gore terrifying terrifying um and you know like we were joking around last episode this is what he should have saved the batman voice for Uh, (laughs) but but like guys as we as we transition out of the uh, out of gore's part of the jason aaron thor story like what do you the character's legacy like once we've seen him in the movie which is the whole reason we're doing this jason aaron retrospective his his comics his performance in the movie what do you think the character's legacy will be beyond like 20 years from now will we care who gore the god butcher is
2: yeah yeah definitely i I think just just for the fact that like i said last episode this is this is a character defining run There's, there's very few runs in comic books that you can point at and say, this is the specifically the run for this character. There's like Jeff John's Green Lantern, Hickman's Fantastic Four, stuff like that. Jason Aaron's Thor is, is that level. And when you look at gore being the very first thing in that, that uh, Jason Aaron created for Thor, it's going to have that level of impact on the character itself. This is. This is a, a a dude who fought uh, fought three different thunder gods at once. You know, like that's that's power unheard of. Like three Thors could have taken out Thanos, and you know, like nothing. And and Gore was able to fight him back. So, um, you know, when you when you see them in that movie, it's going with with any luck okay it's going to be it's going to come across as that level um it's going to hopefully like it becomes like a um a, a no way home or like a civil war where like you're like one god can't handle it we gotta really like everyone's gonna come in and that's where we're gonna get jane foster hopefully we'll get maybe a beta ray bill you know we get these the, oh, i want to see Thunderstrike. i want oh, leather jacket Hercules. Hercules. that would be great <laughs> that'd be great let's do it let's do it all man go wild Tyka. do it yeah do it, bro. yeah and um do what you do best <laughs> do oh give me give me give me um yeah that would that that'll that'll really put a a stamp on this as a uh, the arc the run as a whole but specifically this arc being a very very special arc in thor's history yeah.
1: Yeah, I can't say that any better. One hundred percent. It's it's one of those characters that it's I they'll bring him back somehow. I'm sure, like someone's gonna have an idea and we'll see more of him. Hopefully, it lives up to like what he's already set up. But I think that's why no one's been able to touch him or bring him back because this was just such a good, phenomenal yeah. run. You're just like, how do I?
2: Well, that's that's not exactly true, is it? Because he does come back. Does he? Oh, but oh, we'll I have to get to, to that. Yeah, we'll have to get to that later on in yeah. the Jason Aaron retrospective. I, I, yes,
1: I, we should come <laughs> back for King Thor to wrap it up too. <laughs> Spoiler. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, we'll we will. I'm sure. I'm positive. We will. We will touch that run. Uh, the really, as we we wrap up this part of Jason Aaron's uh, run on Thor, these this first seminal story, like um, I believe that when I say, what will we think of Gore in 20 years? I think Gore is going to be one of those villains that comic book fans will look back on. And he raised questions that not a lot of villains asked. He will challenge like, like what Curtis said, like he's, he is irredeemable. Like, I think that's a question that we ask even in our real world. Like when we see, examples of of hate and anger and even even evil like you you really you you don't have to look far you really don't have to look far to see examples of darkness and hate in our world and a lot of times I look at those things and I think is there any chance that we could redeem that is there any chance that if brave people courageous people stood up against that could we redeem it and sometimes hatred cannot be redeemed uh and i think that's one theme from this book that can even be applied to our real world today that hate does exist and um it's very very powerful (laughs) hate is very very powerful yeah 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 100 um and fans listeners i'm sorry we left you on this bummer like there's more, there's more for Thor to do. There's more for Thor in this run. Uh, we just want you to know like, Gore is gonna be a huge part of the movie coming out this summer. He's, and if you really wanna get a, a sense of him as a, as a character, as an entity in the Marvel universe, really this story is where you 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 must go. So very, very thankful for you joining us. I'm thankful as always for Curtis and Brandon joining us. Guys, is there anything else you want a parting shot today? for the fans that have uh, stuck around for this part of our retrospective.
2: I mean, uh, Nick Fury said it best, man. Gore was right. Oof.
0: Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's, <laughs> uh,
2: that's that's what Nick Fury said to Thor. And that's what made Thor lose all his powers become unworthy. You know, Gore was right. Like mm. if, if there's a, if there's these gods out there who, who are not helping, they, they don't deserve their power. They don't deserve yeah. their station how he went about it was wrong
1: <laughs> but it wasn't yeah, right any better it's, it's that magneto character you know what i mean it's you was right like it's yeah it's one of those things it's hard to face the 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 truth at that point you know um but you know your actions you know speak <laughs> exactly how you go about it you know there's some better ways
0: <laughs> responding to evil with more evil doesn't make you good exactly yep. yeah yeah Uh, So, guys, I think that concludes our our talk on gore. It's going to be interesting to move on from gore to other stories. I know we've got Galactus coming up. There's a lot of Malekith coming up. And I'm sure... Curtis and Brandon would be more than happy to join us for more of our Jason Aaron retrospective. So fans, as we leave you today, I wanna to give you one, one thing you can do. Just like Curtis and Brandon and I have talked about comics, I wanna encourage you, do one thing. Share this episode with a friend. Share this episode with somebody that you think might get, might get enjoyment out of this. Maybe you've talked about the movies, the Marvel movies coming up this year, and you don't really know much about Love and Thunder yet. This would be a good thing to share with other people. So I encourage you, friends of the Bifrost, share this episode with a friend. That'd be a great thing for you to do. And as always, I remind you this, every time we jump aboard the Bifrost together, whether you are listening during a workout, you're running errands, maybe you're just trying to get through the work week and you need something to distract yourself from a bad day or you need it to enhance a good day. I encourage you, Dear friends, listeners, stay worthy.